Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of CJ and the Duke. As always, I am your co-host, Robert the Duke Fedoric. And I am Corey, CJ Wesley. This episode is brought to you by Clear Sky. Corey, you know what I love about Clear Sky? What's that, Duke? The fact that it's built natively on ServiceNow. I mean, tell me this, man. How are you going to tell people that you're an identity governance and automation platform, but you're not actually on a work automation platform? Like, how does your competition even do it? I don't understand. Explain yeah. this to me. I, I wish I could, right? But there's so so many advantages to being on the platform. I don't know why everyone isn't doing it. Yeah, I mean, we sometimes jokingly said there are best of breed apps out there. But what ServiceNow's advantage is, is that all the apps are together here so you can workflow them all together. But in the case of ClearSky, it is a best of breed app. It was just designed and built from scratch on ServiceNow. So you get those decades of industry knowledge in this knowledge domain, and it's all built from scratch on ServiceNow. No tech debt on the platform of record for automation and work management. You got to love it. Yeah, you can't beat it, man. All right. So what are we talking about today? Duke, today we're going to talk about the differences and the similarities between the legacy workflow engine and the new kids on the block, Flow Designer and Integration Hub. So we're having a workflow shootout today. We're doing a workflow shootout. We've got uh, two different systems now right on the platform, and we're going to figure out which one of these you should be using. Yeah, and I'll make my point right at the start. Like, I don't think I'd be using workflow for anything. It would have to be like a really crazy edge case. I am so all in on Flow Designer. Really? You know, it's... I'll tell you, I like Flow Designer a lot, and I especially like Integration Hub with all of the spokes. Uh, Mm -hmm. It it really cuts down on doing some of the quick and dirty integration stuff. I still got a soft spot, though, for Legacy Workflow Engine, right? Like, I still like like, like a good friend, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I grew up with it through my ServiceNow career, and, you know, it's real familiar. Like, we've been through a lot. Like, sometimes it it enables some really, really cool things for me, and sometimes I want to throw it across the room. Well, (laughs) I mean, it was the path to heroism for until Flow Designer came along and got matured up a little bit. So yeah. maybe maybe we start with the things you can do with Flow Designer that maybe you can't with Workflow. And I'll start off is that I can replace inbound email actions with Flow Designer. Okay. And I'll put a link in the in the description, but I did a YouTube video on this to showcase how would I receive an email and then launch a catalog item from it and take variable info from the body like we used to with that email.body dot thing that inbound actions allowed us to do, right? Yeah. So it takes you building a custom action to basically parse the email body for you and extract the name value pairs. But once you take that away, like what do I need the inbound action for? Flow Designer has inbound email as a trigger. So I can extract everything I need from the email that way. And then I can just do whatever. I can drag and drop everything from Flow Designer according to what I want. So that's interesting. One of the the key benefits that I see to that right away is the visual nature of it all. When you're dealing with inbound email actions, that's all kind of in your head, right? Like, I mean, you're doing variable mappings, right? So it's like this word to that word, right? Being able to kind of abstract that into something that's like graphical and being able to, like, I'm going to grab this and pull it in and grab that and pull it in. I, I could just see the ease of documentation, right? It's, it's yeah. almost a self-documenting type of process. 
And we'll talk about Flow Visualizer new on San Diego a little bit later, but there is a case of like, even good developers got to sit for a second and acclimate themselves to somebody else's code, right? Yeah. I'm not a pro developer. If ServiceNow went away, I wouldn't become a, a developer of any sort, but I develop. And when somebody says, Here, can, you look at, <laughs> can you look at the script for me? I'm like, yeah. And then I'm just like, what the hell language is this? And then it's like, oh, okay, I understand their variable names. And oh, I, I think I know what they're doing here. Like there, you, there's there's more time and energy spent in distilling the intent. Yeah. And, but with Flow Designer, even before the diagram review, it's just the nodes tell you and it's far more abstract. You digest it a lot faster. Oh, I see what they want. On an email, they have an action that apparently parses the email. How it does that? Don't know, don't care. Then... They log something out, they do a for each, and then they create tasks, and then they do whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you can just I mean, see right. it. It's just like your brain gets it in a heartbeat. Exactly. Exactly. Because you, because you see it all right there, and it's just all right in front of you. Yep. Like, it's just so so much easier to parse it immediately and get into the code. You know, uh, and I, I use code in, in, in parentheses here, right, because this is a more of a low code situation, but just easier to get into the code and make the modifications that you need to do or do to start troubleshooting that you're there for, because now it's all just in front of your face. Yep. Yep. You know, like like I'm at the point now where it's like, I will start with flow designer before I start with inbound email. Okay. Or like the inbound email actions. If somebody says, I want something to emails, the catalyst, Check out the Catalyst episodes, description below. But I have a Catalyst, it's an email, I want this thing to happen. I'll be like, I will try to do that flow designer before I do inbound actions. And okay. legacy workflow engine is no part of that equation. That's true. And and legacy workflow, um, workflow editor, I, I mean, I guess you can you can throw a workflow behind an email inbound action. I've never tried to Could do you? that. But I, I, I see, I still... like, it's been so long since I've actually used work, legacy workflow now, but I seem to remember something about it necessarily being task oriented. Okay. That's possible. I mean, I've, you can, I've put it behind a few different things, but I've never put it behind that. The thing that I've always liked about the inbound email actions, though, is one, it's one of those kind of cool parts of ServiceNow that I felt was underutilized. And it's a really cheap kind of key way of creating an integration with another system. Most systems will allow you to configure an email in just the way that you want it, right? So you can get all the data that you're looking for and get it over to your ServiceNow system without necessarily having to involve internal IT and opening ports and getting authentication and all that kind of stuff, right? Now with the flow designer coming in and and being able to do all of that and then also make it more self-documenting for low-code folks, like, I mean, I, th- I just think that's great. I, I think you just put another feather in the cap of Flow Designer, right? Which is, I think I you know, we're talking about email being the poor man's integration, but what about integration integration? And for pro code solutions, if I wanted to call an integration from legacy workflow, it would be like, okay, build all the integration components in those other places in ServiceNow, build out your REST messages, build up your SOAP, whatever they are, right? And then call them via script in your legacy workflow. But now with Flow Designer, it's just maybe you got you got like a, a decent shot at the integration literally existing in Integration Hub. That's the greatest thing about it, because whatever you want to do, ServiceNow has already kind of thought about like the pieces of what you're yeah. trying to do. And so you can kind of use it as building blocks and put it together. Like um, just try and like dropping a Slack message or a Teams message into a chat from Legacy Workflow. 
Trick question. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> like, I just want to drag the integration hub piece onto my flow designer. And maybe I don't even need to be a developer to worry about that because the component pieces are built in the background. And I, as a local developer, I'm just saying, oh, who's the requester? You know, dot walk up to the requester with the. Yeah, field I mean, it, it is all input output driven and those folks are all, all um, really well done. You make a really good point about democratizing the ability to do quick and dirty integrations and and even more than quick and dirty in- integrations too, right? And the comparison in legacy workflow engine is all code. Yeah, you can create like a rest message record, but you still got to do a run script to, to call that record in uh, the legacy workflow engine, yeah. right? And so now we're into code and, and we're not... We're also in the code where we're likely calling script includes that are maybe referenced in rest message objects, or maybe we're just creating yeah. all of those on the fly in the script, whatever the case, right? Like this is, this is pro code stuff, right? Or, or, or at the very minimum, this is semi pro code, yep. but I, I'm airing on pro code with this. Like when we start thinking about getting tokens and keeping them refreshed and yeah, all that kind of crap, right? Hey man, like, we're, like, we're, this is making me think of stuff that wasn't even on our list of stuff to talk about. Because you know? <laughs> I think about the word I'm going to use is coherency of the solution, right? Okay. What moving parts compose this solution? And That's, integrations yeah. were always kind of like, where's our integration to Acme Corp? It's like, all oh, over the know? place. Like this legacy workflow, this business rule, this script include, this rest message, this authentication record, this... And it's just like, where is it? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like that joke we did on one of the other podcasts. There's your Nissan Sentra. I got every little piece of it disassembled and in your living room. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's yours. <laughs> right. Um, Follows in three years when you've managed to put it all together. That's right. Or, th- or throw it away. <laughs> so- That's what I love about Flow Designer is it's more self-contained. There's the solution right there. I mean, that's a, a great underappreciated point because you know when you think about it the coherency of a a solution really helps those folks who are not the pro developers the the folks who are local developers you know to come in and they know everything's right there in front of them or at least like one click away in the same kind of user interface and it's all organized into inputs and outputs and you can see how it all kind of relates together and how things are passing through the pipeline. I mean, it's grabbing a spoke to connect a record to Slack to insert, you know, a, a message after like you create an incident. So mm-hmm. you got a P1, put this in Slack when it happens like that is that. I mean, you can do that in 15 minutes in Innovation Hub with Flow Designer, right? Like 15 minutes flat, as long as you know, you know, a couple key pieces of information. In the legacy workflow engine, yeah, try that in 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So I guess all of this kind of ramps up to another feather in Flow Designer's cap is that you could say it's less expensive. I prefer to say it's a more democratized skill set. Whereas with workflow, at some point on workflow, I might have to say, please, dev gods, bestow upon me a script that does this thing. And they would have to get involved more often. And you could argue, well, flow designer still needs really high skill levels sometimes. Yes. However, just think about the day-to-day stuff. Think about when you wanted to have a really slick short description on your request item. Grab this variable plus some text plus this variable that's a date plus that variable that's a date and make that the short description. And how would you do that? Well, you'd have to do a run script in your workflow to say, declare a variable, go get the requested item, and then current.variables.this, 
You know what I mean? You would be doing yeah. JavaScript for the easy stuff. With Flow Designer, it's just like, nah, just go to the request item activity and go grab that value and drop it into the text field, then add some text because it's just a text field. And then if you need another variable, you just go grab it and you dot walk to it in a little cool little interface. So for the everyday type stuff, it's just, it's head and shoulders above. I don't yeah. need to code as often. Man, I, I mean, yeah. the, the more we talk about this, it, and I got a soft spot for legacy workflow engine, yeah. right? Like, I mean, to me, it was the core uh, of a lot of the things that I did in service now. And the more we talk about this, the more I just feel like Flow Designer and Integration Hub just beat the pants off of it. <laughs> this is just me, like, for the fifth time this week, knocking on your door in my white shirt and tie and my Flow Designer <laughs> book. And it's like, do you have a few moments <laughs> to talk about Flow Designer? <laughs> <laughs> Right? <laughs> I got to earn I my mean, way to Flow Designer Heaven, buddy. It's just... <laughs> right. This is like, I mean, it, it makes it easy to be a Flow Designer evangelist. I mean, at the end of the day, this thing is pretty nice. And it's funny too. Like, I've got clients that recognize this. They're already zeroed in that Flow Designer is low-code, no-code friendly, mm -hmm. and that they can get in there and do things and make it work. And I've seen them do this, and I've, I've heard them have these conversations. And then in other parts of the, of the system where they think, you know, it, it, it will be the same way and then it's not. And, it, and the disappointment, right? It's like, oh, man, you know, we really can't now do this cool thing because we don't have the development team to support that. And so yeah. back to Flow Designer, right? Like, and, and so it, it's, yeah, man, it, it, I, I don't know. I, I think they hit a home run on this one. What else we got next? Well, I just want to say too, like, it's okay. I would say that I didn't fully jump on the Flow Designer bandwagon until January of this year. Like last month, I became a, a Floby, a, um, a, a <laughs> like Fladvocate. That. A Fladvocate is what the Dev MVP calls it, right? Um, okay. I like Floby better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then again, like I've been doing, I spent the last two or three years basically doing marketing and sales. I wasn't doing a whole bunch of workflow builds. So I didn't really have the opportunity to take a good kick at the tire. Dude, I hate when I get a new client and they mostly just want me to talk, <laughs> you know, and, and they just mostly want me in meetings. Oh, oh, I just want to be coding. Oh, we're the opposite, man. Let's trade some clients. <laughs> yeah, we should, we should probably do that. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, man, I, I just want to put the headphones on, turn the music loud, and start cranking out code and doing really cool stuff, right? Yeah. But you, gotta, you, you do have to talk to them first to figure out what the problems are. Yeah. So, you know. No, I, totally off topic, but still, like, there's a certain magic to building something that works, you yeah. know, that maybe not a lot of people have done. Like for my San Diego Essentials YouTube series that's coming out, I've been producing a video to talk about the try flow logic oh, okay. um, thing that they've added to Flow Designer. And I don't know how similar it is to try catch encoding, because again, I'm not a pro code developer, but basically you put try, you drag that onto your flow designer, and then you put whatever you intend to do inside the try path, but then it's got this if failed path that comes after it. So the, the value there is that it assumes it's true and you should execute this section. But if anything messes up, go and do the other section. It can do stuff without you having to overthink if this, then this, then this, then this, else if this, blah, blah, blah. You can basically be like, hey, try and send this person an SMS message. Yeah. And, oh, you failed trying to find their SMS? Fine, send them an email message. Oh, you failed that? Okay, send a message to the account management team and see what's wrong with this person. Wait, 
And then when it's filled in, go and do the thing. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just trying to imagine this in workflow. I'm like, nah, <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I mean, all this to say, it's like, it's these teeny tiny little things that you discover. And it's just like, there's such profound consequences of it. So I'd say if you're still on legacy workflow, it's like, it's okay, but just try and do something in flow designer and see, because I think it's time. Yeah, I mean, just thinking about trying to explain like a, a tri-cache to a non-pro developer or a non-semi-pro developer. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, and, and the way that it's handled now in uh, Flow Designers. Is exactly. So it's, and it's right? it's easy. It's easy. <laughs> yeah. Like it, I'll it, tell you what's hard is trying to understand what the heck these guys and gals mean when they're talking about tri-catch in code. You know, you go into yeah. Stack Overflow and they're just like, oh, yeah. And, and they're going down to like the deep, deep nuance. And I'm like, I feel like an ant crawling on this page of a NASA rocket manual. But I go into Flow Designer and I was like, let's just try this, drop this try property. And then let's fill in the blanks of what I want it to do when it fails. It's so easy. And now Dude, I, I could like I could teach a teenager to come in here. And um, I probably shouldn't say it that way because I think the average teenager probably knows more about coding than I do. But, <laughs> but the thing about it is it takes a nuanced pro code concept and then just makes it easy drag and drop stuff for your flow designer. Yeah. Self-documenting, right? Like, I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, I think that's one of the most important things about it. It's just that it's self-documenting. I, I honestly think I can get my kids like, you know, building out a, uh, a flow and mm -hmm. flow designer, right. Within an hour, hour and a half tops. Right. And, and, and then, you know, God have mercy on my house. Right. Like I mean, yeah. they start dragging and dropping things and lights will be flicking her and, on and off and all kinds of stuff. For those who don't know, I do some automation through with my house to service now. And so they, you know, you could literally like put some of this stuff together in Flow Designer and have something turn off or turn on at the when you know the doors open and close and things like that. And they could, I think in 90 minutes, I could have them up and building those automations out. And and that's just pretty cool. If you had all the like custom actions made, right? And stuff. Yeah, if I had all yeah. the custom custom actions made already. That's yeah. right. That's another great thing about it too, right? Is that there's a reusability to it that you can't get out of workflow because you could make an action, like like we were talking about earlier, a custom action that will parse an email body and take out name value pairs and store that as an object. Yeah. Great. Now I've got a custom action I can use for whatever many flows do something based off of email. But Dude, in flow designer, there wouldn't be any, like where would you store the commonality? No, you'd be rewriting it every single time. Dude, and let me tell you, like, you just made me feel like really, really dumb here for a minute. What? Um, <laughs> no, because I've been building this integration out with my Google Calendar to get all of my calendar appointments into ServiceNow into like a nice dashboard and enriching them with some additional information. And I'm pulling in uh, about my life. Right. And working with the Google Calendar API is depending. And, and and so, you know, but I could have always just had a rule on the Google Calendar side that says any appointments that come into my mailbox, just go ahead and send an email into the service now. Right. Like send a calendar appointment. Mm -hmm. in. And then I could have just parsed that, which would have been infinitely easier than a freaking REST integration with Google yeah. uh, Calendar. You just <laughs> even though go even though there are Google Calendar spokes for Flow Designer already, for Integration Hub already. Oh man, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean we did. I, I mean we haven't even we've said we've alluded to the fact that we have this integration hub with Pat. But I mean that's just a huge value statement there too. Like for maybe you are an Apex Dev and you've programmed all the robots to do everything for you on your house, and it's just you could be the best of the best developer, but you can still appreciate that 
here's all these components that have been coded once and you go get them. Yes. You know what I mean? Like developers certainly live in worlds of abstraction and reusability and integration hub is a gigantic stack of that. Yeah. I mean, when you want a soda, right? Like most of us don't go in and, and, and build a soda from scratch in the kitchen, right? Like we go in and grab another can, right? Reusable. (laughs) And if we had the choice, maybe we wouldn't have precisely that flavor. Maybe we'd have our own twist in it, but do I want to have all of the ingredients on hand and the carbonizer and whatever machine puts it in the aluminum can. No, I just like this experience is good enough. Exactly. And I just exactly. go and get it and it costs me a buck versus anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you know no, what but, we mean. Yeah. Yeah. Point taken. Right. Yeah. You don't need to don't need to belabor that. But, you yeah. know, one of the other things, too, that I like about uh, Flow Designer and, and is really you who kind of hit me onto this, Duke. And, and, you know, these are really more your words on this one than mine. But the fact that Flow Designer is less fragile, right, mm-hmm. than the workflow, uh, than the legacy workflow ed- ed- um, engine, right? And, and what I mean by that is just that it's not all code. When something's code, you know, if you, it, syntax errors, let's just put it, let's just, let's just put that out there right there. Syntax errors, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so anything that you're building in code, you are going to most likely have it fail based on a syntax error. You didn't put you didn't put a semicolon. You know you used the wrong quotes to end a string than than the, what you started with. Uh, you, you you lots of lots of things, right? Yeah. And your code's gonna break over something dumb. <laughs> yeah, it used to be low code meant you got to know some JavaScript, right? And you'd be in your flow designer, and you're like, what I really need is like a case statement, right? Or a for or a for loop. And it's like, oh, I don't really, now you're on Stack Overflow. How do I do a for loop? And I'm over here in Flow Designer just pulling over the flow each, flow flow item, right? Just (laughs) for each. Yep. Now I want you to do this. And I never have to worry about the syntax of my statement. All I have to do is drag and drop an object that's already been tested a bajillion times. Yeah, I mean, it's just again, it's just grabbing stuff off the shelf. That's just the way yeah. I look at it, right? Like as you as you're building out that flow, it's just grabbing things off the shelf and sliding them into you know into a sequence. Yeah, and this might be just another category of why Flow Designer is better. But I think about how it's not like flows don't need testing, right? You can still get stuff wrong, but when you test it and you get to see the output of the flow, like in its little run test utility. Yeah. It's so much more understandable. It's like, it didn't fail here. It didn't fail here. It didn't fail here. It failed here. Click on the node. How come it returned a sys ID instead of a darn thing? You know what <laughs> I mean? How, instead of a value. value. Yeah. How, come it, how come it returned five instead of closed? You know, like <laughs> it's so infuriating. But if it was code, it was like, you just wouldn't even know <laughs> until yeah, you right? ran it. Then you're looking at, it's not even like, how come the flow didn't work? You're looking at this record and you're like, how come this request item has a state that says 17? Yeah. Instead of, you know what I mean? And then it's like, yep. oh, maybe I'll get lucky and I'll know that it's the workflow editor that was the problem. But within Flow Designer, you say, test this flow. And it's just this node succeeded, this node succeeded, this node succeeded, this oh. node failed. And on all along the way, just drill into that node, see what it evaluated at every step. And then you're like, okay, well, I just, I dot walk to the wrong thing. All right. Even if you take away the fact that drag and drop is safer than coding, it's less fragile because the testing interface is so much better. 
Dude. Like, how would you, how would you, in legacy flow designer, see how this stuff evaluated in in a code block in workflow editor? How would you have done it? You got to log, man. You got to do log statements. Yeah, which means you've got to even be an even better dev. Yeah, yeah. Just thinking about that, and and, and the test interface is amazing. I, I'm glad you brought that up because it allows you to test right in the flow with what you have there. So what I used to do when I was when I use legacy workflow engine in orchestration and I'm doing, let's say like some kind of PowerShell script to modify an active directory user or group or something like that. I always have a second, more simplified version of my workflow so that I can test individual pieces of script to see what's going to happen. And, mm -hmm. and because it was a lot harder to test uh, the whole thing at once, I think there was some occasion, some settings you can use where you can test it all at once, but it was just difficult. And the in the flow designer, you go in and you got everything you want. Like, this looks good. Let's go ahead and preview that. <laughs> Let's see what happens, right? And then you hit all like in, in black and white on where things broke and, and, and what, what you want to do with it. Now, I still use log statements in flow designer, you know, sometimes as well. But I also have other tools that are, that are really helpful. And the legacy workflow engine, I mean, look, God bless it. It was good enough for what we needed to do at the time. But when you have something better, it, it shows. We're not even all the way through the list. We've added a bunch along the way. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like I, I'm trying, like I'm trying not to stack the deck against my buddy Le Legacy Workflow in Engine, right? But it's man, it's hard. Not like, like, <laughs> it's not like we dislike Workflow Engine. It's just I know. that it did its thing exactly. And now there's a thing that does most of it all better. So it's like I, don't I still feel like a traitor. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> No, the, still... the thing we're loyal to loyal to is the outcomes, right? Outcomes, 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 episode. Check the description below. Uh, <laughs> that's what we're loyal to, right? Yes, that is what we are loyal to. You're absolutely right. We're, at, we're loyal to the outcomes. We're loyal to uh, the creation of value. And the tools that we use to get there have always been secondary. Using code, using no code. This is a good place for a tangent, actually. So insert tangent here. But one of the things that I think sometimes we, we do as developers is that we do get too caught up in our code. We get too caught up in solving problems, lines of code versus solving problems with the tools that we have available on the platform, right? All of the tools. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need code. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you can actually point and click in a business rule and get all the way through to the end without writing a single line of code, right? And that's a wonderful experience when you can do that. And sometimes it's better to do that because you might not be the, the, the guy or, uh, or gal who's going to be sticking around to make sure this thing continues to work for the next three years. So if you're parachuting in and then walking out, like somebody's got to maintain that thing when you leave. And if it's just a bunch of condition-based kind of logic, it's a lot easier to maintain than JavaScript for someone who's never seen JavaScript. Yep. Right. So let's always make sure that we're focusing on solving problems and creating value and that we're not necessarily focusing on writing, you know, code. Yeah. For using code your favorite sake. tool for it. Right. Yeah, exactly. I got Tangent. a couple more things we can talk about. <laughs> what you got? There was a time a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> and it was all good just a week ago. <laughs> well, I mean, as soon as I had my aha moment with Flow Designer and all these things kind of hit me at once. I was like, great, I can replace inbound email. I can replace legacy workflow like 99% of the time. And I was like, oh, that means you could probably replace scheduled jobs too, because Flow Designer has a schedule mechanism. You can say, do this daily, do this weekly. And I was banging my drum about it. So this is my time to repent. <laughs> I, I can't, 
I'd say it's 50-50 on scheduled jobs. Scheduled jobs still has better chops when it comes to the actual scheduling part. (laughs) It's more nuanced in terms of it's got this option for periodic, which is just better for picking stuff than flow designers. Uh, schedule, scheduled jobs also have a time zone picker, like run at 8 a.m. in Pacific time. Flow designers is just like run at 8 a.m. And well, that's your problem if you don't know the time zone. And then scheduled jobs has the scripted condition too. So you could say only run it on a Tuesday. Only run it on a Tuesday if it's also something is true about the set that you're pulling. So flow designers have that. Do you even know how much I love that part of scheduled jobs? I know. I'm so bummed that flow designer didn't have it. (laughs) (laughs) I love doing that check. Check this table to see if there are some records there before you run this script. Right? Yes. Yeah. You and check to see how many records are there, right? Run it if it's less than 5,000. If it's more than 5,000, we done screwed up. <laughs> yeah, or all the times you use it to do like a scheduled report. Oh, but yeah. But it's like with the scheduled condition, you can almost like run a query, see if the report would have generated something of interest. Right. You know what I mean? And But then run it. <laughs> you know? Right. So so points to to schedule it's funny legacy workflow dethroned scheduled jobs uh no i think it's stick around a bit longer (laughs) (laughs) this is what happens to the real ogs right like i'm pretty sure scheduled jobs uh have uh preceded legacy workflow and it's like we ain't going nowhere either yeah that's right all right i got one more okay all right so not to leave my buddy uh, legacy workflow engine out there on the branch there hanging out as if there's nothing good about it, right? <laughs> and it, and as if there is no way that it actually outclasses Flow Designer, there is one place that I've identified that I like Legacy Workflow Engine even now more than Flow Designer Integration Hub. And that is when I do want to get down to the nitty gritty bare metal writing of code. It doesn't abstract it behind knobs and buttons and object pipes and drag and drop all of that crap gets out the way i can get a run script window and go to town i can build out uh, scripting clues and i can call those things out and i can do all of this in code i can write my own log scripts and and do my own breaks and condition-based routing i could do all of that stuff with a, a white screen with line numbers <laughs> and, and i can go to town on it And at the end of the day, sometimes what you're doing is so complicated, you want full access to the system and you want to be able to get down into the nitty gritty and do what you do. And so for that reason, for that particular use case, Legacy Workflow Engine still wins. For that reason alone? Well, it doesn't win over Flow Design or Integration Hub, but that I'm saying in that situation, if you need that situation, Legacy Workflow Engine is the choice for that particular situation. You ever seen the movie Raging Bull? Long, long ago. I don't yeah, remember much this of is, it. This is the scene at the end where Robert De Niro's like, you didn't knock me down, Ray. You didn't knock me down. <laughs> <laughs> but his face looks like he was chasing too many parked cars. And just <laughs> <laughs> didn't knock me down, Ray. I'm still standing. <laughs> and, that, and that's what Legacy Workflow Engine is saying right there. You didn't knock me down. That's right. That was committed to me. I'm not going away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, that's it for today. As always, I'm Robert Duke Fedoric. 
I'm Corey C.J. Wesley. All right, check us out next time, folks. CJ and the Duke is hosted by Robert the Duke Fedoric and Corey CJ Wesley. We are both freelance vendor agnostic ServiceNow experts who can help you in three different ways. If you want a true consigliere in your corner for your ServiceNow implementation, if you want to tell your customer story on CJ and the Duke, or if you want your brand in front of the largest independent ServiceNow podcast community, check the links below for how to contact us. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.